Welcome to the High Vibration Living Podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. Join me for conversation where we learn about food, wellness, beauty, travel, and spiritual concepts for high vibration living. Only you know what your body needs. Let this be the reminder that you have the power to tap in and know the food, self-care, and spiritual practices that will best serve you. I will be sharing my knowledge and learning with you from experts providing insight into nourishing all the layers of you, the physical, emotional, spiritual, and etheric bodies, so you can feel your best and live your dreams. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Chef Whitney Aronoff, host of the High Vibration Living Podcast. And today I have the pleasure of chatting with Liz Smithers. Liz is a certified herbalist and yoga instructor with a background in urban design. Her expertise and passion is reminding others of the daily efficacy of simple, accessible wellness practices that make you feel good and live with more awareness. Liz launched her company, Laka, on Kauai South Shore. She believes in righteous, radical, natural living, building confidence in others through sustainable nutrition, intuitive movement, and healthy thinking. Welcome to the show, Liz. Hi, thank you for having me. It's, as I said before, it's such a pleasure to be here. Um, That's my first time showing up and kind of speaking in a really long time. Um, so I'm really excited to have this conversation and yeah, see where it goes. Well, I'm excited to chat with you because I'm a huge green tea and tea drinker, but I consider you one of the experts on matcha. So can we, can you explain to people who are maybe not familiar what matcha is and why it's maybe different from other breakfast drinks? Yeah. Um, So, of course, you know, if anyone's followed me, you know that I've totally spiraled into a full-fledged obsession with matcha as an alternative energy source, which I'm very passionate about. Um, I still enjoy coffee, and I think that there's, you know, in other forms of caffeine, there's medicinal qualities and everything. It's about dose, and it's about time. Um, But yeah, matcha is a green tea, which everyone's probably heard of green tea, Um, But what sets it a little bit apart from, you know, loose leaf green tea and different forms of green tea is, um, yeah, the fine consistency and what actually happens when you grind those leaves down from the tincture plant into a super fine powder, which we know as matcha. Um, So matcha is like that bright green powder that you've probably seen now everywhere in the wellness world and lattes, smoothies, drinks. Um, It originates from Japan. First it was from China and then Japan. um, It's sort of become more of a Japanese staple as the monk who uh, I guess discovered matcha in China way back when he eventually migrated to Japan. So really it's Japan as being its home region and Japan actually grows some of the best matcha in the world. Um, Specific parts of Japan, specific regions. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a drink that you can consume all day. It affects the body differently in terms of what it does to your cortisol and your blood sugar. And, um, yeah, it's loaded with nutrition, which we can get into. Um, but I have adopted it as a daily metabolism superfood that I've been consuming for four years now, pretty religiously. Um, and I feel like there's no going back. 
after like finding a really great source matcha and just seeing what it can do for, uh, yeah, my overall mood and all the things that mothers, working mothers really need, which is like stability, mood stability, good digestion, good sleep. Um, so yeah. How were you first introduced to matcha? Um, so it was actually at, <laughs> it was actually at a bulletproof conference. I used to be super into biohacking and I was super into, you know, I've always been interested in um, mushrooms and adaptogens and I've used them for probably the last 10 years to just help restabilize my hormones after a lot of stuff. So anyways, I've always been into coffee, mushrooms, blending the two. And um, the more I got into building my business in the early years, I just found that coffee just, it was like, it just did not work for me. And there was, you know, the anxiety and the, the burnout and just drinking a cup of coffee only to find that it does not energize me anymore. Um, kind of at that same time, I was going to do my research at a Bulletproof conference and just connect with other people in the industry. And I f was introduced to this incredible matcha farmer. And it was a tea master who knew so much about matcha. And it's like when I'm like, oh God, I'm like everyone else at that point. Matcha, I like it. I know it's good for you, but like it tastes kind of bad. It tastes bitter. You know exactly what most people even say to us now when they're like, well, I actually don't like the taste of matcha. Um, so anyways, he kind of introduced me to just like what kind of qualifies and dictates good matcha and where you should be sourcing it from and let me taste some of the different varieties that they had. And from then it was like the search was on to find a matcha that we could bring into our line um, because I also, you know, mentioned to him, I'm trying to get off coffee. I'm a new business owner. I have like so many things to do in a day. I love, I love caffeine and I love the energy boost. I just, it's not sustainable. I'm flatlining. Um, and yeah, so anyways, that's how I was introduced to it. And from there, of course, it's just, if I do something, I go like all in <laughs> and I was like, all about matcha and um, there's still so much to learn I mean I haven't even scratched the surface so um, yeah what qualifies and dictates good matcha um, well it's kind of a loaded question but in my opinion I prefer to drink only ceremonial matcha I tend to not really cook too much with matcha you can use culinary there's different grades of matcha so you can cook with culinary grade matcha um, there's also like fine varietals that you can use. We actually do have a fine varietal, but I prefer the ceremonial grade. Um, I feel like this is the one that's most palatable too, especially for the new matcha drinker. So things you want to look for are, um, of course, region where it's grown, China, Japan, and then within there, what prefectures it's grown in, um, color. You want to, of course, look for a very bright green color. It tends to have higher nutrition profile than say duller colored varieties. Um, not to say that there's not nutrition in all matcha depending on the color, but I think that taste is like, it's so important for people. So look for a very bright color. It usually indicates great taste. Um, and I also like, I really encourage people to look at packaging and price. Um, if something's packaged in, or repackaged, I should say, so we kind of 
pride ourselves on ours being different because ours is packed at source, which of course, you know, you know, matcha is just like any fresh, high nutrition profile food. It's super sensitive to light. It can easily oxidize. And when things oxidize, their nutrition profile just starts to degrade. Um, A lot of matcha that is on the market, if you see, it's been repackaged into another brand's packaging, which Um, again, not to say that there's not benefit still intact, but to get the very best quality matcha, preventing any amount of air and light and oxidation that's reached that matcha is going to just give you the best tasting matcha, um, and the highest quality. Um, and again, price. So, you know, you don't want to decide to get into matcha and maybe try and go find the biggest bargain bag because it's the same thing as any kind of food or any kind of supplement you're consuming. If it's cheap, that's that's an indicator and a red flag that um, it maybe wasn't produced ethically and it maybe was sourced, you know, with toxic pollutants on it, you know. Same thing as if you're choosing for any other food. Um, so yeah, price, packaging, region, and then color. And of course, texture is really important too, but um, I think that as long as you're getting ceremonial, it's going to have a really nice texture. That's really impressive that you can package it at the source. That is incredible coordination. I'm sure that took a lot of time to set up. And your consumer should really appreciate that you've gone that extra step. That's not easy. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think that, you know, as, you know business owners in the wellness industry, it's so fun to make things. And like, we love our packaging too. Like we, we keep it in the bag that it leaves the farm in and then we just repackage it into our jars. And then we let the customers be the very first people to open it up and breathe that American air (laughs) and then pour it into their, um, to their jars. So I, but what I was saying is, you know, as business owners, we want everything to look very well branded and we want it to, um, you know, be in our own packaging. So it's only natural to think that you get ingredients from a place, you take the ingredients out of one bag and you repackage it into your own packaging. So I understand, but, um, yeah, we, we've decided to keep it that way. And, um, it seems to produce the freshest first serving for our customers, which is huge. Does your matcha come from Japan? Yes, it does. Um, And like I said, so China and Japan, um, they really vary in terms of what kind of teas they're able to produce. So not that there's not clean clean tea in China, but Japan tends to have just a more favorable climate to produce and soil to produce um, really great tasting tea. So um, yeah, we source our tea from Japan. It's um, southeast of Kyoto in the Wazuka region which again, it's just a really favorable region to get really great tasting tea. Um, And we love our farmers so much. We've worked for them for years since, I don't know, 2018, 2017. So yeah, we just couldn't be happier with where it comes from. It feels really good being able to just stand behind really awesome tea (laughs) and feel connected to them in that way. Yeah. Absolutely. I understand. So let's get into the benefits of matcha. I think you do a great job of communicating all the benefits on your Instagram, but the truth is not everyone is on Instagram or certain social media platforms. So I'd love for you to chat about the variety of benefits somebody can get from a glass of matcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And oh my gosh, I want to be on Instagram and social platforms so much less. (laughs) But it's like, 
Oh, just as a business owner, you're just like, you find yourself having to. So, um, but yeah, so I guess I'll talk about my favorites because there is so many benefits to matcha. I mean, like I said, like I'm not even scratching the surface on anything that science has uncovered about the antioxidants in matcha and the chlorophyll and what that does, but I'll tell you my favorite ones. Um, so first being L-theanine. So it contains L-theanine, which some of you may or may not be aware of L-theanine, but it's a naturally occurring amino acid that is present in matcha. And that's what helps buffer the caffeine so that it doesn't shoot your energy up and shoot it down like coffee does. So coffee, and I use this as an example, um, all types of caffeine are going to be a little different, but for most of us, we're like, if we're interested in a matcha, we might be coming off of a coffee addiction or a daily coffee habit. Um, and so it's a great example to use, but coffee doesn't have any of that buffer. So um, when you have the buffer of the L-theanine, it just allows your mood to be stable. It allows your blood sugar to remain relatively stable. Of course, any caffeine you consume is going to affect your blood sugar a little bit, but the L-theanine kind of helps create that calm, wakeful state. Um, and it produces alpha waves in the brain, which is, I mean, <laughs> if anyone needs alpha waves in the brain, it's really me. <laughs> I'm like, I am a crazy person. I'm a mother and I'm a business owner and figuring a lot of things out in life. So, um, and I'm, you know, I am a yoga instructor too. Um, but you know, as a mom, your practice varies for sure. So I need those alpha waves. Alpha waves actually turn on the same kind of frequency in the brain that meditation does, um, which is really exciting. It's like meditation in a cup. And for anyone that struggles with mood Im imbalances, especially set on by coffee or their morning caffeine habit, matcha seems to be like a godsend for that. Um, so I love L-theanine and then also the polyphenols in matcha. So the polyphenols in matcha of course, have lots of antioxidant activity, EGCG being one of the familiar ones that some of you might be aware of. Um, but I love this part of the plant for helping to regulate metabolism or modulate metabolism. Not necessarily um, ever trying to boost it all the time. Like some people need to downregulate it. So it's it in a way, matcha has like this adaptogenic effect on the body, which is really interesting. Um, but yeah, I love the polyphenols just, of course, for skin and protecting us from oxidation, from the sun, from the air we breathe, from the pollutants in our food and water that are almost inevitable at this point. Um, but they also, there's some really exciting evidence regarding how these polyphenols actually target abdominal fat. And again, like even the thinnest person could still have abdominal fat that is starting to crowd the liver just by way of what the liver and the body does intelligently to protect ours, ourselves from, um, you know, toxins we have in the body. Um, but yeah, these polyphenols actually have been shown to like magnetize and dissolve, I should say, this fat in the body, which is a, where a lot of the evidence regarding metabolism comes from. Um, and of course the chlorophyll. So I like to really, um, accentuate the power of the chlorophyll in the matcha because every cup of matcha and if you're like me I consume more than a serving of matcha per, per cup I consume about two grams per cup just because I usually have 
one to two strong cups a day. And per one gram of matcha is equivalent to about two cups of spinach, which wow. that's like a salad. If you think about a cup of spinach, most people have about one to two cups in their salad. So it's like your morning salad <laughs> in a cup. So, and chlorophyll, of course, is so good at cleansing the cells and cleansing out the lymphatic system in the brain, just helping to optimize um, brain health and um, yeah, just give us a, just the slightest bit of detox that we need to maintain that like daily detox effect that I think is personally really healthy for people. Well, you bring up such a great point with the chlorophyll. You know, you see that vibrant green color in the matcha. Yeah. And usually the only place we get that vibrant green color is if we make ourselves a juice or yeah. we eat a salad or a vegetable. And yeah. you have me looking at my cup of jasmine green tea, which is brown. You know, yeah. when you brew green tea, yeah. it's brown. And totally. it makes it makes you like rethink what you're consuming. Like, do I really do I do I want to be brown like this <laughs> so <laughs> green tea that's incredibly sourced by yeah. dragon herbs. I mean, I love it. Yeah. But I would rather be a really beautiful, vibrant green. Yeah. No, totally. I completely oh. agree. And so, and that's just how matcha really does differentiate between just other loose leaf teas that you're drinking. Um, the way that it's ground down and the way that it's shade dried and all the different things that just differentiate it from teas is, um, it's why matcha is the best. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. might have to switch things up over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so I want, like, it's, another thing to think about is, like, um, so when you're drinking, here, I actually have an example. So I want to show, I don't know if you show the video of this, but yeah. this is actually, like, this is the leaves in which... Um, can you, I don't know if you can see. Yeah, so this is ground. Yeah, this is before it's ground. So this is tincha oh and gosh. it still has a really bright green color. But when you do grind it down into matcha, which I can open up one of these packets too, you'll see that just grinding it like makes it so fine and buttery that it can actually like press in between each of your fingerprints, which is so incredible. If you think about what that's doing to your cells and just in the body, it's like, it's the same kind and how that feels on your tongue too. Um, Have you ever just at home made yourself a scrub with your matcha? Oh yeah, totally. I totally have. So if you see like, oh, the lighting's not too good, but oh wait, maybe there you can see. Um, you have a great, you have a great reel on your Instagram page for Laka that yeah. shows, that shows different types of powdered matchas you're like comparing to on oh, your yeah. hand. Yeah, uh, that's like, that's just a great video if people want to see the fineness and the color. Yeah. yeah, totally. Because I mean, of course, the the coarser it is, um, the less time it took to produce it. So you're, oh. you're gonna see right because if it's like a matcha is like buttery smooth, it's been ground down for longer than other matchas have. So it, even like with a culinary grade matcha, it's just not going to be as buttery soft because it hasn't been ground the same way. Um, and I think that that's like, again, like it's going to, in a lot of ways, favor the palate a lot more, but I also think about what that can do from a nutritional standpoint too. And you also get to taste really good matcha. Like I, I always tell our customers or soon to be customers, like you can drink our matcha without sweetener. It's like, it's naturally sweet. And the variety that we've chose has notes of rosemary and banana. So it's just like easier on the palate. And, um, you know, what we're trying to do is really get people to stick to a really good habit instead of just doing it every now and then. And um, 
yeah, it's got to be like 360 degrees um, favorable for people. Yeah. So what helps you start or stick to a new habit? Mm, I think that I'm really driven by, and maybe this is not good to share that I'm in, inspired by the future, but I'm like, okay, think of your future self. How do you want to feel? It could be like future afternoon self. It could be like my tomorrow self, my six month self, but I'm really inspired by how I want to feel in the future and also by science. Like if I find that something's good for you, it doesn't matter if it tastes like dirt. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to drink this spirulina water and I'm going to really like it. (laughs) It's like, um, but yeah, I think that, and also just like when I find myself, which Oh my gosh, like I said, having kids, it's coming too, um, far too more often, I would say, than before. But when I just feel like my my sleep is bad or I'm spiraling out of control a little bit, which like I think that there's this taboo around control. I think it's actually good to have a little bit of control in your life. And um, yeah, I would say I would say those three things. But where do you um, yeah. look for science and insights that do m- motivate you to change your habits or to pursue something new in wellness? Um, well, I try. I'm not actually that good of a reader. I would like to read more. Again, back to motherhood <laughs> reality. Um, but, you know, obviously in, in some doctors and their books that they've written or even podcasts, if I stumble across a podcast and I've discovered a really awesome speaker, I look more into their work and just it's like it's like a cookie trail, you know, just follow Mm -hmm. the crumbs and find more information and, you know, go towards what resonates with you. And I think that that's ultimately what kind of, um, builds our own hypothesis of how things are and our thesis for our own life. So, um, and then of course I have a dear friend of mine who's also an MD. She now has opened up a functional medical practice um, Dr. Clara Krebs, she's on Kauai. She's like been my sounding board. She's been through both pregnancies with me. She's totally on the same page in terms of just like, um, you know, the low hanging fruit stuff of wellness that we do need to focus on and not getting too hung up on the complicated stuff. And um, I really use her as a sounding board for any of my, um, yeah, ideas and questions. <laughs> So with that in mind, what are you really into right now in health, wellness, food? Like what's sparking interest for you? Yeah. um, And gosh, sometimes I ask myself that too, because it's like we kind of just start doing stuff and we don't, sometimes we don't like consciously, we're not trying to consciously implement stuff, but I found myself in terms of the consumable stuff, I've been really focusing um, on consuming more liver and I, I could get into the whole, my past eating diet, dietary regimen in a while or, you know, for a long time, but getting more liver into my diet, just like rebuilding after so many years of plant-based eating and, um, just kind of depletion, I should say. Um, I've been really into flower remedies. I had, um, a pretty, pretty intense second birth with my daughter, Silver, and, um, it just kind of shook me up a little bit. And then after that happened, there were some other things that happened within work that I was like, just emotionally a little bit spun out and flower remedies have, whoa, I've never actually religiously done something besides some of the things that I've always done, like matcha or my mushrooms, but that's been really powerful. Um, and also just like trying to actually do less so that I can be a little bit more present with my children. Um, yeah, building a business and being a mom with two young kids is, 
you know, it takes away a lot of the time that you even have to do wellness. So, um, you know, maybe I don't get to go do my yoga practice for two hours a day, six days a week, but maybe I can take 25 breaths, starting from 25, counting down to one in my bed before I wake up in the morning, things like that. Just like simplifying is, it's something that we should all give ourselves permission to do. Like, I know it's so cliche and we say it, but it's like, wow, we really do. Things are not that serious and important, you know? So those are some things that I've been doing, but I always like to, I'm always looking for, um, you know, just to stay up to date with new discoveries and superfoods and herbs and um, science and just like edible skincare, topical skincare, all the things. But with that, you can also get kind of uh, spun out on all the information that we have access to. And um, then it's like, what's the point? You're not even absorbing too much of it. So stick to the things that are simple, repeatable, um, affordable within your realm and um, be happy with it. Right? There's a lot of things that we can we can get in wellness that have nothing to do with consuming herbs or supplements. Like we've we've had this concept of free wellness that um, I've really tried to keep alive within Laka, um, just out of my own experience as a self-funded business owner. Like this concept of free wellness being like you don't have to consume all the supplements and do all the holistic treatments and get the acupuncture and go to the you know fancy classes to be practicing wellness like it comes down to sleep and sex sunlight you know drinking good water eating a whole foods diet like just things that are just that's your baseline and that's where you start we kind of talked about in the beginning and maybe having like three supplements that really work for you. Like I, I don't know, some of the ones that I consume daily, I have my probiotic or my symbiotic that I take that really works and I feel the effects of it. So I'm going to keep doing it, my matcha. Um, and yeah, I mean, just not trying to do too much. You can still practice wellness in so many other ways without having to have a thousand dollar supplement <laughs> routine each month. So yeah. Hi, I'm Chef Whitney Aronoff. As a personal chef, I created custom organic spices for my clients. These blends are of the highest quality with no added sugar, MSG, caking agents, or any junk. I want you to have the same access to good quality seasonings, which is why I've launched my line of organic spice blends. High Vibration Foods by Starseed Kitchen is my collection of chef-crafted organic spice blends made with only good-for-you ingredients. I use organic source spices, ancient mineral-rich Redmond Real Salt, prepare the blends listening to Kundalini Mantra music, then charge the jars with the quartz Giza crystals for a true high vibration experience. You can now purchase my most requested blend, 11 Magic Herbs and Spices, on StarseedKitchen.com. Use code STARSEED for 10% off your purchase. Can't wait for you to enjoy. Well, I like that you're sharing that because unless you apply the things that you learn, it yeah. it's not going to support you and you don't have yeah. to do it all. You yeah. can just you can just pick 3 and just work on, you know, incorporating yeah. those into your life. Yeah, I feel like and it simplicity is is the way to go. Yeah, and it, and I think it translates into 
like showing up in your work and your relationships. It's like the more you try and do with your self-care, like is are you trying to do that also in your work too? And is it causing, um, I don't know, stress and frustration in your work as well? I think that um, simplifying in ways that you can and that you have control over, it's going to just show up elsewhere too. Um, because I found myself, like especially when I became a mother, like I didn't have all the time in the world to work and to generate all this extra income and... Um, and then COVID hit, you know, like it's, it, there's just things that come up. So if you're attached to the idea of like, you're not healthy unless you take out ashwagandha and do amino acid injections and like go do your infrared sauna or whatever it is, then it's like, you're missing the point of like, I don't know, the discipline and the grit that it actually takes to be healthy sustainably long-term. Um, I always like to like remind people if you woke up tomorrow morning you had no money in your bank account like would you still be healthy because a lot of people they define their health by what they consume and it's fun and it's exciting and I do think that all of these things have benefits but you're you know invincible if you can be healthy without having an expensive supplement routine absolutely but you did bring up something I thought was interesting. You brought up florals. And I had someone on the pod, podcast, Valerie Ula. Um, she's mm. based in New York. And she runs the spiritual side of The Well, which is um, a holistic wellness spa that has multiple locations on the East um, Coast. I think I've heard of The Well. Yes. Yeah. And she okay. does. She teaches floral tapping. So using florals and tapping oh. at the same time to help oh. release emotions or thought yes. forms or stress in the body yes. so it actually leaves and we can move on with our life or stop that ferris wheel in our head that's yes. you know making a spiral i'd yeah. love to know how you use florals because this seems yeah. to be really supporting people yeah so i mean i again i am like very new to them i was actually introduced to them through alexis smart who she has a great line of flower remedies. I used to take her Peaceful Warrior because I've always kind of struggled with anxiety and um, especially after um, delivering both my children, like there's so many hormone hormonal swings into depression, anxiety, just all the things. But um, so she's one that introduced me to them, but I'm, I'm just taking some tinctures that I got at um, a local health food store here. And I'm not doing anything fancy like that. I'm just like putting them in my tongue. I'm being religious about them, taking them three times a day. Um, and just letting them sit. I think that you're supposed to let them sit in your mouth, especially under your tongue, because that really helps kickstart the digestion, right? Our saliva is so powerful. So I don't know, any, any, um, yeah, any resources you can send my way. I am like, I'm a full believer in them now. <laughs> I've been taking yeah. them for like a month or two and, um, it's subtle, you know? And I think that it's subtle, but it's powerful. And I think the more subtle things that we can do that aren't as aggressive are going to be, again, the most sustainable option long-term. So I agree. Yeah. And it's the things that we can do at home, I think yeah. we need to put more thought on what wellness and health remedies we can use within our home that we don't have to constantly be driving everywhere or going out yes. there to get supported. There's totally. plenty of things that we can do in our home or in our yeah. yard that yeah. can make us feel good. It doesn't have to require a whole day's work in order yeah. to pursue them. <laughs> I know every time I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to a workout class. I'm going to go to yoga class. It's like four hours later, I'm finally home, showered, ready to like go on to my next thing. And it is, it's like, how can you do things 
simpler and just being more efficient with the little bit of time you do have um, is, yeah, is great. Well, you're an entrepreneur, a mother, a wife, a wellness expert. I know you have very jam-packed days. So I'd love to learn a little bit about your morning and evening routine and how you maybe sprinkle in some things that support your body, support your mind, support your well-being. Yeah. Um, again, I'm like, oh my gosh, where do I find the time? It's like whenever I find the time I do, I really don't have too much of a morning or evening routine. Like on a good day, I get up before the kids wake up, even though my um, seven-month-old, she is the lightest sleeper ever, and we co-sleep, so she feels when I get up very quickly. But on a good day, I'd wake up, breathe before I get out of bed, right? I'm not attached to like a traditional meditation practice or doing yoga practice. It's just like it's proven to not be realistic for me at this time. Um, Breathe before I get out of bed, get up, maybe splash water on my face, vagus nerve activation, hopefully maybe go to the bathroom, use the bathroom before the kids wake up, um, and then be able to make my matcha in, you know, 10 minutes. And even 10 minutes in peace feels like the longest amount of time before the rest of the house wakes up. Um, And that's really all I do for a morning routine. I mean, like, again, I used to do so much more, and I feel like I'm just now getting back on my feet after being postpartum. And um, so that's that. But on a good night in the evening, Um, I will get the kids to bed and I'll still stay up for a little bit longer and do, I'm like obsessed with moisturizer. So I think that it's really important to just moisturize deeply every night. Again, keeping it simple. What do I have? I have moisture all the time. I have a dry brush. I have maybe a gua sha or even the microcurrent machine, um, that I use. Again, it's like, I give myself 20 minutes and I don't know, moisture is like a non-negotiable in terms of like keeping my... Yeah, just keeping me feel like I'm taking care of myself and I'm giving my, myself enough touch and, um, you know, disconnecting a little bit. Um, so that's on a good on a good day. I'm doing all those things, maybe some more. And of course, oh, and also cooking my family dinner. I like really, I've become obsessed with cooking chicken this year. And ever since I stopped eating vegan, I have slowly incorporated more and more animal foods in my diet. And this year was chicken. So chicken has become like the theme of our dinners for the last year. And I think that my husband's so excited that I'm not eating vegan anymore because now I'm cooking delicious food. But being able to cook my family healthy food is like one of the highlights of my day. I try and, you know, not hold myself accountable to it every single night. Sometimes it's a lazy dinner, but, um, you know, just making sure that we get vegetables and protein and maybe cooking with bone broth to balance out the protein. Um, and a nice big salad and, um, I don't know, it just feels really good to be able to nourish my family because that's kind of, you know, kind of why I started in the first place is doing, you know, nourishing people and, you know, of course myself too, but it feels really good when you can give that intention back to your family because our days are crazy and (laughs) a lot of, a lot of my, um, I guess trials and tribulations as starting a business and building a business, it sometimes pours over into the family. So it feels good to be able to, yeah, commune and eat healthy all together. 
Well, my specialty as a chef is making organic, healthy spice rubs for chicken. Oh my gosh, really? Wait. I'm going to send you a jar of my adobo, which you will love because it has extra turmeric in it without tasting it. Oh, Um, okay. I wanted to create a spice rub that was great on everything, you know, meats, fish, chicken, vegetables, but snuck in some extra turmeric or extra benefits because, you know, spices are antioxidants. Spices aren't just flavor enhancers, you know, just like matcha. It's just not a delicious morning drink. There's so much more going on there that support our body. So we should all be able to like really enjoy all of our meals. You know, there's no reason to ever like waste a meal. So totally. I'm going to send you a jar of my adobo. I, think I will your use it seriously Love it on chicken. It's so <laughs> I, good on chicken. I will totally, I will totally use it. Like I said, I've been cooking chicken like a crazy person this year. I'm like, I hope that I don't find out that there is something really, really wrong with <laughs> even the no. good chicken. Um, but another note on turmeric because, okay, so two two, I guess, cooking pieces of advice that I've heard in the last six months that I've really stuck to and I just love the way that they sound are the more olive oil, the better. Like we hammer olive oil in this house and then also throw turmeric into any meal you possibly can. Just like even I put it in rice, make golden rice or, you know, even on salads. Like if you put just a little bit everywhere through all your meals, you really can't taste it that much because it does. It kind of has, especially with my three-year-old, like an off offsetting or taste a little bit, but I love it. But those, those two pieces of advice, it's like, gosh, start simple and just find repeatable ways to just like, yeah, find joy in the thing, the mundane things that you do. Um, but I will totally use your adobo rub on all the chicken that I make. I just recently, the other night, I, I, and you're a chef, so you're like, okay, this might not be, but I start when I, I was baking chicken thighs and instead of keeping the tinfoil open, like I usually do, I like curled it. I didn't completely close it, but I curled it halfway and it made the chicken so crispy. All the oil in the marinade just like stuck to the bottom and it was just like almost almost broiling in there. And I cooked it a little bit longer and I boiled it afterwards to make it a little bit more crispy. Oh my gosh, it was so good. I was like, I'm so good at chicken, cooking chicken. I'm so excited that you're so into cooking chicken. I mean, like the little things, seriously. Yeah, for everyone listening, like just so you know, like I I literally, I make the best spice rubs for chicken, but there was a time in my life that I didn't eat chicken because I thought it was bad for me because I was reading Eating Right for Your Blood Type and I'm B positive and it says, you know, chicken's going to make you fat. So I wouldn't eat chicken because I didn't want to eat that, you know? So years later you know, after years of not eating chicken, I go to a health supportive culinary school. So the chickens that they're buying are directly from Amish farms. Like these are chickens that are eating, you know, seeds and nuts and worms on the ground. Like they're, you know, they're not getting shots. Like these are blessed chickens. So (laughs) we're cooking these chickens in culinary school. It's poultry day. It's poultry week. So every day I'm cooking chicken and I'm learning about chicken and how to source it. And, you know, like, when am I going to get that good quality chicken? So I finally start eating the chicken. And you would think, I mean, you would think I would have never had chicken. Like, I I was in love with not just the flavor, but with how I felt. I couldn't believe how much energy I got from eating chicken off the bone. It was life-changing. And, like, I'm, like, 
I'm like not into like weightlift. I mean, like I'm into it, but I'm not like into weightlifting. I'm not like a CrossFit. Like I don't care about like get your protein in, but it's like, I'm very fascinated also by clean protein, just like clean caffeine. It's like clean protein. And it's like, I still eat beef. I love beef. And I do believe in like having the broth and the, the organs too as part of it. But like, yeah, chicken was always like, once I became a vegan, which again, that's a whole nother identity crisis that we can go into another time. But that's actually, if you're asking like, what are you into in wellness right now? I'm into helping recover vegans <laughs> because I was, I mean, I ate plant-based for like 10 years. I was just die hard. And, and then it's like, I don't know. I feel like I've opened up a whole nother portal in health now that I've started incorporating animal products, but like, yeah, chicken, it's so good. And it's like, I feel satisfied because I feel like it's easy enough to cook too, you know, like, um, anyways, where I'm on the same page. When you have chicken questions, you have my cell phone number. I now. know you the chicken doctor me. to call. Yes. Yeah. I can tell you every <laughs> cut, every way to cook it. Um, yes. I have 50 million different tips, which yes. someday, someday you should write I a will, chicken book. <laughs> I would love to write a chicken cookbook. I would love to do chicken YouTube videos. If there yes. is a chicken farmer out there yes. that needs a chef to do YouTube videos, reach out. We can do sponsorships together. We will get people cooking oh chicken gosh. right and well. Yes, totally. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so good. And I feel like most people, you know, they like, yeah, they do like it. So And people don't um, know how to cook chicken. There was a time in my life when I was in my 20s buying frozen chicken breast from Costco and yeah. it was not good. Yeah, and totally. I've, I've come full circle and I can help you get there too. Yeah. You know, that is the thing. It's like, it's like meat is okay. Chicken's okay. Beef's okay. It's like, you just have to find really good. And so it makes you feel good from a health standpoint and it makes you feel good when it cooks easier. You know, it's like, it's so hard to cook frozen and then thawed meat, whether it's fish or beef or chicken, right? It just doesn't, it's not the same. I feel like, but um, yeah, finding a good source, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, and you guys are safe if you eat dark meat too, you know? It's not yeah, like going to hurt you. Yeah, the skin's like, not going to hurt you. It's it's like the concept of of, par of a partial food. So just eating the yes. egg white and not the egg yolk. You, yes. If you eat everything together, you'll be so much more satisfied. You'll be yes. nourished. Mm -hmm. Your appetite will be held longer. Um, you'll get so many more nutrients. You know, yeah. I always say like people eat off the bone because yeah. you're getting the free collagen powder. Yes, you don't totally. have to pay extra for it. And one thing I just also learned too, which is like, okay, wait, I'm always going to cook in bone broth now. Don't just cook. Like if you're like trying to steam or whatever chicken, don't use water, use the bone broth because it actually like all the things that they say happen. Like this is the whole, um, the whole vegan argument is like, no, like, um, meat does this, this, and this to your bones and your, your body, all the different arguments. If you cook with the collagen or the bone broth, you're actually balancing all the detrimental or possibly detrimental effects of eating high protein. Like it's like the whole thing of the whole food, like eat the whole animal, you know, and yeah. even like the beef too, like eat the liver. And I haven't gone to any of the other organs, but um, I'm just interested in that whole concept too. It's like, oh my gosh, it's just, it's simple, you know, like it's simple for us, but we com we tend to complicate things a lot, but yeah, cook with the bones, even off the bone. Yeah. Cause you do, you get that collagen to balance out the protein. Well, I'm so glad you brought up chicken. That was fun. <laughs> that was a good tap to the conversation. 
Yes, yes. Well, with all this in mind, um, as we wrap up, I'd love to know, because I always love learning. I'm always curious. Um, who do you love following on Instagram, TikTok, social right now? Are there a few people or accounts that you're really into where you learn something new or inspires you? You know what? I Okay, so I will say I am the inner biohacker in me. I am super into Ben Greenfield. I don't know if you know Ben Greenfield Fitness. Yes. He might be very well known. I don't know who knows who, what or not, but um, very much into all of his work and really anything that he puts out. Um, I really like that he's a very, you know, everyone's trying to be like short and sweet and keep everything's to a minimum and all the content they put out, but he like does a lot of long form content that I think is really awesome. Um, and then I also, okay, well, this is, this isn't necessarily wellness related, but to me, space is wellness. And I'm very inspired by design and architecture and just like people that create really beautiful spaces. Um, I follow this account on Instagram called Files from 45. And it's actually like a couple that has, um, I don't know, they, they renovate houses. They also build houses from the ground up, but it's all just like really well designed. And it's just like, I don't know, it just helps me rem remind us how powerful space is and the way that spaces are arranged. And they go into detail about some history of the architecture. So I always find a lot of inspiration in that. And then, I don't know, I mean, I'm really, when you're like, when, when you wear so many hats as a business owner, I like kind of try and get on social media and then get off, like get on and I post our stuff and I interact a little bit with whoever has followed up with us, but I don't spend too much time on it. I spend, yeah, I do spend time you. on memes though. I sp should spend less time looking at memes <laughs> and then maybe I'd actually find something really awesome on Instagram and TikTok. But um, yeah, Ben Greenfield, like I love, I love anything that he puts out. I feel like that would be helpful for people. <laughs> well, hopefully the memes make you laugh and then that's, oh my that's gosh. free wellness. <laughs> I'm like totally cracking up. Makayla's looking at me like, why are you cracking? Like, that's not even funny. I'm just like, oh my God, I'm like crying. I was like, I haven't cried about something in so long. This meme is so funny that I'm crying. Yeah. Anyways. You know, I appreciate the memes <laughs> and how they can make us laugh, but then also how yeah. they can make us feel like we have community with yeah. other people that like get yes, our points of totally. view. I think, I think it's one <laughs> totally. of the greatest. Well, I guess it's just, it's just the modern day newspaper cartoon, Yeah, which is yeah. so fantastic. Totally. And also like those accounts like kook slams or like when people are making mistakes or getting like hit by big waves and just like, oh my God, that stuff cracks <laughs> me up. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I need. This is my, I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies. I was like, this is my entertainment. <laughs> That's really funny that you bring up the beach tourist. I can't yeah. even. <laughs> I know. I just, being in Kauai for so long, it's like you can, you just see so much stuff like that and it just, oh, it cracks me up. Well, where can listeners learn more about you and your business and, um, and follow along on, on your journey? Yeah. Um, like I said, we were, I'm, I try and be as active as possible on social. So I have, um, obviously at Loco Living is our business handle. And then <clears throat> I also have a personal at Ellie Keaton, um, which you can follow me on. And then also, of course, our website, lockaliving.com. We are on TikTok. We're about to be on Flip, and it's just Ooh. still the handle Lock of Living. Have you heard, have you heard of Flip? No, tell me about it. Oh my gosh! So Flip is um, 
it's kind of like TikTok, but it's all videos about product reviews and people educating on whatever product they're using. And you can actually directly shop from Flip. So I think it's more of like an educational informational about very specific products, not necessarily videos that are just like catchy and funny and random like TikTok. Um, so very product focused. So we're about to be on there. And like I said, TikTok. Um, but yeah, that's those are the four places. Thank you for sharing that. We'll look yeah. into it. Yeah, I know. It's like another platform. Here we go. <laughs> I know. I know. But you know what? In time, you will have a social media manager. Yes, and totally. She'll knock, she or he will knock it out of the park in mm-hmm. all those areas. And yes. it'll be great because more people can find and enjoy and take in the benefits of matcha. And yeah. that's what it's all about. And I can get back to like more of the research side, which is much more interesting to me. But you know what? So it goes. Everyone wears these hats at some point as a business owner. <laughs> exactly. I feel you. You are not alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, can you leave our listeners with maybe one healthy tip they can consider adding into their life? Yes. Um, well, I'll leave you with one thing that I try and remind myself because I have such a hard time doing it. And I think a lot of other people do too, which is very much related to matcha um, and caffeine. Um, but I try and remember that focus is the mark of genius. And I love reminding myself that when I feel in times of fluster or disarray or whatever, which again, like I said, I'm a crazy person. This happens often, but focus is the mark of genius. And I think that if you can work on focusing on, um, a very limited amount of things, fewer things, um, yeah, you'll hopefully find more ease. And some of you might be better at it than others. Me, I struggle with it, but that's my that's my goal. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to keep that in mind and, and carry it with me. We'll see how I apply it over over yeah. the next few weeks. Thank yeah. you. Well, well, it was so good to talk to you. So fun talking to you. So yeah. nice connecting. And I look forward to hearing more about chicken from you. Oh, my gosh. I will tag you in some of my chicken videos and yeah, be a big, I'll be a promoter for your, your Dobo rub. Yeah, I'm going to start drinking more vibrant chlorophyll filled matcha instead yes. of brown jasmine <laughs> green tea. Well, I can and, send you some too. Yes. And you are going to have some delicious, <laughs> flavorful chicken um, for yourself and your family very soon. Chicken and matcha. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the High Vibration Living Podcast. Please leave a five-star rating and review wherever you are tuning in from to help more listeners like and find this podcast. And if you really loved what you heard today, pay it forward and send this episode to a friend or loved one. For more Starseed Kitchen, visit starseedkitchen.com and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Be sure to pick up a jar of my high vibration foods, organic spices, which you can purchase on starseedkitchen.com. You can find me and follow along on my chef adventures on all your favorite social media channels at Whitney Aronoff. Thanks again for tuning in. Cheers to you and your health. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.